Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Next Possession Sports Podcast. Me and Kamel here once again. How's everything, Kamel? It's good. Did you get a cut? Yeah, man, but it's growing back crazy already, man. <laughs> crazy already. Man, my, my hair, my hair grow back fast. I, I, I got I gotta hit, you know, text the text the barber like, yo, man, need another appointment, man. Gotcha. Yeah, man. Everything everything right. good again? Yeah, everything good, you know. Yeah, man. Work, working is heat. So what are we talking about today? Man, man, we we moving on to the AFC West. Home of the wow, Super wow, Bowl. West. Home of the Super Bowl champions. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh let's um let's go ahead and jump in. So um this first team we're going to cover, you know, we're going to worst to first uh, just mm-hmm. based off how we finished last year. Now, this first team, I really like their offseason. Uh, how do you feel about the Broncos? Man, uh, so we're starting with, start with the Broncos? Oh, I said first? worst to first. My worst bad. First? Uh, wait, hold up. L.A., the Chargers. Yeah, Chargers. Um, yeah, so, you know, the Chargers, the Chargers um, are kind of in, in that – rebuild mode um uh, so to speak you know they had philip rivers there for for a long time and they finally let philip rivers go um and you know they in the first round uh you know drafted justin herbert who i'm actually not a big fan of uh you know we praised a lot of uh of draft uh, draft picks recently um on this show uh but he's not one that I'm I'm super um, excited about. Love him as a person, just not sure if he can translate into the NFL. Um, you know, they're going to be going with Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback, hopefully to give to give Justin Herbert some time to uh, to develop. Uh, but like like I said, we're going to see what we're going to see if that pick pans out for him to, to to be picked in the top in the top ten at number six. Obviously, a lot a lot is to be expected from a quarterback drafting that high, and I'm not sure if he's ever going to live up to that ceiling. Um, now for a lot of, you know, other moves that they made, they, you know, they were able to bring in, you know, Chris Harris, you know, the corner, uh, the cornerback from a division rival. Um, we talked last week um, when, when, when talking about the NFC South, about the trade that the Panthers made trading, um, trading Russell, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, yeah, trading Trey Turner for Russell Ocon. So the charge, the charge were on the receiving end of getting Trey Turner you know, um, uh, 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 an all-pro guard, someone that can definitely help help step in. They also, um, um, on the offensive line, signed Brian uh, Bulaga, a, a veteran offensive tackle that's going to come in and, and 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 fill in at that left tackle spot, which is going to be good for Tyrod Taylor and in that offense. And then um, another, you know, uh, a line move was on the defensive side of of actually signing Linville Joseph. A defensive tackle from uh, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings, who who was just you know a a, a dog up front in the middle in the middle of off uh, in the middle of a defense. So they definitely you know especially when they can help out um, you know some of their their edge rushers that they already have. That's definitely a huge pickup. Yeah, um, Limbo Joseph was oh, I actually forgot they signed him, but you know he is space here. And the last thing you want to do. That's the last thing you want on the offense side of the ball is to give Joey Bosa one on one. When you already got to worry about Melvin Ingram on the other side, mm-hmm. so yeah, now you bring in Bill Joseph, who, who who's got to like like I said, he, he he's also going to command attention, and you you have a lot of um like I said versatility on that on that defensive front where somebody's yeah. gonna, somebody's going to be free, somebody's going to get that one on one matchup that yeah. that you would love for that person to have, and if they can win that on a consistent basis, which Bosa and Ingram both have showed they already can. Um, like I said, how many how many sacks does that lead to? How how, how much QB pressures and, and QB hurries does that lead to and help out with? So, yeah, and and definitely, um, I like the pickup of uh, Kenneth Murray in the first round as well. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. yeah, cause, I mean, because you got, you got defense in front is fortified now. You got a linebacker and fly around. He's real good in covers. Mm-hmm. And then on the back end, you know, all the times it doesn't translate in sacks. You got QB hurries, QB pressures that lead to interceptions. Now you add Chris Harris Jr. there with along with uh Cameron Hayward and uh what's boy Desmond King, who is I don't even know who his real position is. He's a secondary. This dude plays all over the field. Like he's a secondary uh, and, and, and then you also <laughs> talk about 
And then you also talk about getting one of my favorite young um, defensive backs back healthy in Derwin James. Yeah, and he, he played all the field. I, I mean, I was going to get them. I saw maybe like this uh, Desmond King plays all over the field, even though there are some rumors that he might be on a trade block because, you know, coming up on the contract here. But, yeah, then Derwin James, and, you know, he, he, he comes down and he plays that dime linebacker sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that's good, too. I'm interested to see what they're going to get out of Jerry Tillery, their first-round pick from last year who didn't really impress this year. And um, I do like the late-round pickup they got in K.J. Hill. He really showed out in the senior bowl yes. a lot. Yes. So I, I, I like that you, you put him in there with, um, with Keenan Allen. I think development-wise, that would be good. Forget showing out at the senior bowl. Listen, I'm, you know, I, I'm actually wearing the jersey now. If you see the, <laughs> the maize and gold, you know what I mean? Like, K.J. Hill – was was a a terror at, at at Ohio State, um and for them to be able to get him, the speedster that he is in the seventh round, will ultimately be one of the best value picks of of this draft. Um, it was I crazy. Could not, I could not believe he was available that long. Um, and mm. then you lose you lose a Travis Benjamin, and now you're able to replace him with this speed. Um, oh, and in that late, he wasn't, but. But he played that role, and now yeah. you're able to get a younger version of that, and, and someone who is extremely explosive. And if you can get the ball into him in 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 in, in many ways, especially in the open field, you know he has that chance to be that big play guy. And like you said, um, you know to to help pair with a Keenan Allen and a Mike Williams, who finally was able to put together a full season. Yeah, yeah and, and, you know, and both of them had thousand yard seasons last both year. Had, both had a thousand yard season. You know, it was the first season really that. Mike Williams they would play a, a, a full year. He played 15 games now. Um, and, you know, like I said, to, he was able to break 1,000. The year before, he didn't even play. Um, he played, played half a season and had 10 touchdowns. Yeah. So if he can kind of put, if he, hurt. If he can put the, that TD, the, 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 the TD year he had his sophomore year with the 1,000 uh, thousand yards receiving last year to go along with Akina Keenan Allen, then you have that speedster there uh, with K.J. Hill. Like I said, it, it gives Tyrod Teller, um, you know, uh, a lot of weapons on the outside. Yeah, and um, and like like you said, I'm surprised he was over that long because all the hype after the uh the senior bowl, so he might go like earliest like day two. So it's always the seventh round. Yeah, that that was that was an ultimate steal. Yeah, and then not to mention now you also have Hunter Henry at tight end, who is the highest paid tight end in the league right now. So you if know, he can like ever finish said, a full season. Right, if he can finish that full season, you know, you you add in obviously they lost um, Melvin Gordon. Uh, the running back, but you know, they have an Austin Eckler. Um, you draft Joshua Kelly. Um, I'm in a draft, you know, running back from UCLA. So, like I said, they're they're going to be a team that's interesting if, if they can if they can develop and they can get the full potential out of a lot of players. Um, they can they can be competitive. Yeah, it's like and you see that a lot. Like on their team, like all their players have like the ones who don't show up. They have like all this potential. Even like um, I was looking when they traded for Trey Turner. That put Forrest Lamp on the bench, who was a high pick coming out, and he had a lot of hype. And like he played really well in the scene, bro. Shoot, I think the time Eagles looking for a guard, I'm like, man, can we get him? <laughs> so I mean, and so it's gonna be very interesting. Like like that that line. There are some questions, um, but. Like this talent, of course, if Mike Williams can continue to play an entire season, if Kenyon Allen continue to play an entire season, if Hunter Henry continue to play an entire season, mm-hmm. um, Justin Herbert, uh, he, had a, he, he had a better junior year than he had senior year. You know, junior year, it's about him coming out. He might be the first quarterback off the board. Um, this year, uh, he he lost some consistency and some weapons in Oregon, but um, I don't know. It, it, it might be sometimes that happens. Go back and try to make too much happen and then you know like not, not doing enough but uh it all depends on what um what Anthony Lynn got for him yeah I mean but and I guess my thing was also Justin Herbert when he played top teams he did not look good um and and, and that's just where my that's where my worries come from like you know trying to now play in the NFL where all those teams, you all the teams now in the NFL are going to be like a top twenty-five NCAA team, like 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 you know, like like even even the bottom of the NFL is going to have that top talent throughout the defense. So yeah, uh, the only thing for me, and I get it because Justin Herbert does not wow you. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, is with him is that if you look at 
his like his specialists, like the receivers and tight ends and running backs, like where are they? Yeah. Um, you 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 had one. It I don't know if he got drafted. Uh, was it Jawan Johnson? He started Penn State and transferring to Oregon, mm-hmm. and uh, he made like went like seventh round undrafted. Other than that, uh, they ain't really had nobody. So right. So we'll see. Like I said, but mm-hmm. draft number six. That's that's a spot there where you're where you're looking for a franchise guy. And 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 I'm my only thing with them, they, yeah, it was it was kind of confusing that they did what they did, moving it into a, a a new stadium, and that you're gonna have a player playing on the bench for a year. You know, as soon as Tyrod messed up, you know, the crowd gonna be one just hurt. I don't know, because mm-hmm. uh, them Charger fans, they don't seem too uh, too heavy out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that, that they, they played 16, 16 away games last year. That's what it seemed like. But um, it it, it does raise raise a question of like, like, what are you doing now? They finally fixed on the defensive side of the ball. I feel like they did it like a year too late. But um, like you said, being in that Pac twelve, mm-hmm. ter- being in that Pac twelve territory, if Tyrod were to struggle, Justin Herbert's name has been a name that's been floated around to be a, to be a top pick for some time. So they're all familiar with him as a name. So they are probably gonna gonna ask for him. But but can Tyrod do enough, you know, to kind of, you know, to kind of keep the keep everything rolling or, or you know, at at least through majority of the season. Cause I don't even think they want to put him in um uh, but so early. And he has the weapons. And like I said, I think Tyrod can I think like Tyrod can definitely be that bridge, that bridge player. And everybody can say healthy, he's gonna have the weapons around him. To like I said, to win some games, I would have, I would have rather them them wait a year to pick a quarterback than to pick Justin Herbert at six. Um, but but that's me. You, I just this just hit me. Like the entire offseason, I'm trying to think who does Justin Herbert remind me of. You know who he reminds me of? Daniel Jones. Same <laughs> 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 so, same thing. Um, you know. Well, now Oregon is much a better powerhouse than Duke is as a college football team, but a lot of the same traits. Um, he just didn't have the same height. Training with Peyton Manning's uh, coach, but right. yeah. So mo- moving on, as I as I said the first time, uh, Denver, I skipped over the Chargers because it was easy to forget about their season last year. Um, but yeah, so the Broncos, man, how you feeling? Man, listen, um, the, the Broncos, I. I really, really like what they did in the draft. Um, they had to me one of the, uh, the the top drafts in in the league this year. Um, being able to get Jerry Judy um, at 15 was an absolute steal. Uh, to follow that up with KJ Hamler um, <laughs> in the in the second round um, was just it's just ridiculous. Um, I mean, you talk about a, a team now that's going to be able to put out there, like you have Cortland Sutton, who's obviously coming, coming into his own and developing and developing nicely. Then you add Jerry Judy, you know, um, you know, are you be the best route runner in this, in this draft class and, and, and a wide receiver that's going to be able to do a lot of things at the next level. And then you bring that speed guy in the slot and KJ can fly. He can fly. <laughs> Uh, you know, we just talked about KJ Hill, and he's KJ Hill plus. Like he's he's he he's crazy. Like I said, I'm again. You know, being a fan of a Big Ten team, you know, I saw a lot of KJ Hamler. I know what he can do, and like I said, he can fly. And then on top of that, you already drafted Noah Fant last year, who's a very athletic tight end. You then pair him up with Albert O. Titan out of Missouri, who were in the fastest uh, of 40 time for a tight end this year to go to go along with that. So they have speed all over the field. Uh, we just talked about the, 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 the Chargers losing Melvin Gordon um, in free agency. Melvin Gordon lands here with the Denver Broncos to be that um, that one-two punch with Phillip Lindsay, who, who Philip Lindsay obviously is also somebody who has a, a, a tremendous amount of speed. And you can just see how they're building this team, especially – from the wide receiver position to be able to compete and try to put up points with Kansas city. If you have to play, if you have to play the chiefs twice a year, and you know, get into the playoffs, obviously your first goal is to get through your division first. You got, you got to, you got to face, you got to face that team. You got to face a team that has 
<laughs> obviously the best quarterback in the league right now, uh, offense that's, that's dynamic, want to put up a lot of points, you have to be able to go blow for blow with them. So for them to be able to get those receivers, to get Melvin Gordon, to get Albert O, um, and, you know, Drew Locke to, 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 to really have a good, you know, um, end of last year, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how Drew Locke continues to, uh, to develop and what he can do with those, uh, those weapons and, 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 and what the Broncos can do. Yeah, what's um what's that car commercial when they go like so so? That's what I was saying. Like every every time they uh they draft, I know Drew Locke, but he he probably had had a nice little drink that night. Man, you know he um, was he was rapping all the GZ lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so he, that um yes, yeah, so my my question is like or well, not question, but like I'm wondering if um Drew Locke can do this in 16 games, and not only that, uh, what Pat Shermer brings to the offense as a new offensive coordinator. And Pat Shermer's offense isn't overly complicated. Um, it's pretty much run the ball, play action. He, he throws some uh, motion in there. But, I mean, you know, even though it's a passing league, you can definitely run the ball. But when you got – you come off the play action, when you got Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, and I don't know if they do a Royce Freeman, if they throw him in, in there sometimes. But coming mm-hmm. off that, you know, and, like, literally, the only person, only receiver or tight end that – isn't like really a mismatch speed wise is Cortland Sutton, but until so he can go, he can go. He's, he's still down the field threat. Got the best route, got the best route runner. Uh, Jerry who runs the most ridiculous routes, and then Kaisley Hammer is a, is a very underrated route runner as well. And then Noah Fant, we saw what he can do. So that, and then on defensive side of the ball, uh, I like this trade for Jarrell Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they got, Absolutely. I mean, they, they they lost Chris Harris and they, they got AJ Boyd, so that, that that's not a um that's not an upgrade, but he's still serviceable. Um, they, they they hold on to Justin Simmons and they actually get Bradley Chubb back, so that's another addition. So pair that and then uh the middle linebacker Alexander Johnson, like he started coming to his own last year as well. He came out of nowhere, so I like what they did on the d- defensive side of the ball. It's just. My only thing is like, I mean, and they they've helped out because um, that third round pick Lloyd Christianberry, I really like that one because yes, that offensive line yes. really needed help. And yes, so like he he would yeah, definitely he would definitely secure the the center of that line, and I mean that's a mm-hmm. you know obviously the center for for LSU. Um, yeah, so. and so yeah, so that is just it's all gonna be on Drew Locke, like like coming in second year, and you know you see that dramatic jump from the first year to the second year, but with COVID nineteen and everything. Does I mean, depending on when they go back to the camp, you know, Roger Goodell recently said that um, he expects camps to start on time, but we really don't know. And so, like, with that and having a new coach because they, they switch offensive coordinators, um, and we, we don't know. But, you know, I'm expecting this offense to look kind of like the Vikings did when um, Pat Sherman was offensive coordinator there. Yeah, and, and, and like we just mentioned for the Chargers were getting Linville Joseph. That's exactly what um, that's exactly what this addition to the defensive line does by bringing in Jarrell Casey. I mean, like um, to, to 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 be able to be that space eater in the middle, and you have a Bradley Chubb and and Von Miller on the outside. And when you have a when you have a Pat Mahomes, you you need to be able to you know a, a quarterback who can who who obviously is can beat you from the pocket, but also. On the, on the run, you need somebody to be able to kind of push that center, but also be able to kind of collapse the pocket outside. So they're, they're doing what they can to kind of, like I said, try to compete as best as possible with the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's – and then I don't want to just breeze by it because it came out of nowhere when it happened, but the, the Melvin Gordon signing, mm-hmm. it was – I mean, it's it kind of a head scratcher, but it wasn't like it was. It, it wasn't too crazy because it's kind of like, all right, well, y'all definitely about to run the ball this season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have a you have a team, and I can't say they're definitely going to run the ball this season when you draft what you drafted in the first and second round, and you already have a Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton, and then you follow up with a with a pass catching uh, a tight end. You can you can see what they're possibly trying to do, but they have to be able to one score points fast, like. Not to go back to the whole Kansas City thing, but if you're playing the Chiefs, you have to be able to score points fast or or trade points with them. But if you do, but if you get a lead, can you close it out at the end? Can you have a, a, a sustainable drive? So now you bring in a Melvin Gordon 
that's a team that already kind of used the multiple running back situation, as you pointed to with Royce Freeman and Phil Lindsay last year. So you kind of upgrade the the Royce Freeman uh, part with with Melvin Gordon, but you still maintain Royce Freeman. Um, and like I said, you're going to be able to be kind of a, a balanced offense and maybe throw a lot at defenses where they where they don't know what they're going to get. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, Melvin Gordon is, 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 a, is a player who misread the uh, misread the room. <laughs> you know, he he tried to sit out. He tried to pull Ezekiel Elliott. You know, he tried to demand big, big, big running back contract, and the Chargers weren't having it. Uh, and 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 I don't blame the Chargers. You can get running backs, um, especially as you see sometimes in in the third, fourth round. You don't need to pay them that. Um, and and also Melvin Gordon is not Ezekiel Elliott. He's not Christian McCaffrey. And he wanted those kind of contracts and wasn't that player. Um, and, and, the char- and, and the Chargers called his bluff. And now he actually signed a deal with the Broncos that was less than the initial contract the Chargers offered him last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so that, he, mis- he, he definitely misread the room. He, uh, he can still also, be, he, he he can still be in LA making more than he is making more than he's making right now, um, but you know he got some bad advice from either free agent or or from his ego, and and he's paying for it. They not losing sleep, but as, as you mentioned, the Kansas City Chiefs um, one score for score or score quickly, but you know another thing to do is. Uh, they might just run the ball against Kansas City because the best way to beat the Chiefs is keep having all keep the sideline. Yeah. So there might there might be a way that they just um keep the clock running and keep them off the sideline. Uh, so because you know the the Ravens can go score for score with them. I mean, granted they can score faster mm-hmm. on the ground, but they may stay on the ground. They kept Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. So it might be another strategy. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. I was ready to call them Oakland again. <laughs> uh, oh, well, who knows? They, they may end up moving back to Oakland. We, that, that's their pattern throughout history. But, uh, but yes. Yeah. The, um, Vegas Raider and that brand new uh, Death Star Stadium. Yeah. Um, you know, if Vegas was ever going to get a team, while, while I don't think the Raiders should have moved from Oakland, um, they they definitely fit, you know, the team that you expect to be in Vegas. Um, so, you know, very excited. You know, I'm excited to see all, all the new stadiums. Um, honestly, you know, the Chargers new stadium, uh, the Raiders new stadium, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a exciting. Um, but unfortunately the Raiders are not for me. <laughs> um, you know, I'll start with the offseason first. They, to me, they didn't do much. They, they brought in a, a, you know, a bunch of pieces, but nothing that was, was like needle movers to me. And, and some of it being, you know, was very kind of like head scratching. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll start with Jason Witten. Oh. I'll, I'll go there. I, um, I honestly forgot about that one. I'm a Cowboys fan. If if it hasn't been brought yeah. up on this podcast before, um, you know, born and raised, diehard Cowboys fan. Love Jason Witten. I have no idea why why the Raiders went inside him so fast. Um, Aaron Waller is is I mean had a ha, had a great year. Um, I know Mike Mayock and Gruden are very are very big on locker room guys and culture guys. So I'm guessing you're bringing him in to be kind of that you know, that, that coach in the locker room and, you know, model citizen, but it's, it really just doesn't make sense from a a development standpoint. You don't want to have to take Darren Waller off the field. I don't know what kind of reps they promised him or haven't promised him. Uh, So I'm just interested to see how that plays out there. Um, They, they also bring in Rod Marinelli to be their defensive line coach, who was the former co-defensive coordinator for the, for the Dallas Cowboys. And with that move, they brought in a lot of ex-Cowboys from last year. They they bring in Daniel Ross and Malik Collins, two defensive two two defensive tackles, um, as well as Jeff Heath, um, who was who was a safety um, in Dallas. 
So obviously you, you see that connection there with the former defensive coordinator going, going uh, uh, to Vegas uh, to be with the Raiders, kind of bringing, bringing those players with him. They bring in a Nelson, a Nelson Aguilar to, you know, to join their, their receiver room, which I'll let you talk about him and how you feel about Aguilar if you want to. Um, but, you know, all these were and, – and, and then the other big one was whether or not they were going to keep uh, Carr or not at quarterback. They had an out to kind of get out of his contract. There's a lot of rumors, you know, were they going to draft the quarterback, you know, if, if Tua was there or, or Justin Herbert. There, 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 was a lot of, there was a lot of rumors about, you know, what, what were they going to do at, at the quarterback position. And they keep Carr and they bring in Marcus Mariota. Nah, I mean, I, I like none of these moves just just make me feel like this is a team that's taking a step forward. Um, hey man, since John Gruden took over, we can't make sense of any of these things. So apparently, <laughs> they, they, apparently they know something. Rest in the field doesn't. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. Um, right. It was a lot of like a one-year deals. It, it could be locker room guys. It could be people who have experience because like some have playoff experience, like like Corey Littleton. Um, God, I don't, I don't know how to say his name, but Nick Nick Kawasaki, <laughs> the, the guy from the Bears, and somebody else with playoff experience. You got this mm-hmm. with a lot of experience. So honestly, it might be like, hey, look, it was our first year in Vegas. Don't be stupid. It's been a whole lot of money. So we brought these guys in here to kind of kind of shape it. But um. It, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, they really have a a lot of depth in their receiving core because, you know, um, got Henry Ruggs in the first round, which a lot, who a lot of people like. And then they got they brought back Hunter Renfro, who was a good one. Um, then they got Aguilar and they got Zay Jones. Uh, they still got Tyrell Williams they signed up, like one, two years ago. Can we talk um, about Henry Ruggs? Can we talk about Henry Ruggs real quick? Can we talk about it? <laughs> I... You, you spoke about how Gruden doesn't, you know, since he's got there, we haven't been able to really make, make sense of kind of all of his moves. And maybe, you know, maybe they know more, more than the rest of us. Um, I like Henry Brooks. I, I love him as a player. I think he's going to be a, a, a good receiver in this league. First receiver taken in the draft? That, was he that good in a, in, in a possibly historically deep wide receiver class. Um, we talked about Jerry Judy, who who fell to 15 because the Raiders passed on Jerry Judy, his teammate um, 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 at Bama. We, you know, the Cowboys get C.D. Lamb at 17 because the Raiders decide to take Ruggs. Is, is Ruggs going to be better than those two, let alone everyone else that's, that's also in this in this draft? Mm, I I think because it wasn't that crazy to me, just because he was still projected to go in that range. Like he was, I mean, it's like, like, some yeah, it, yeah, like like if you take it back to like years ago, when um who like when Darius Hayward Bay went like extremely high. Mm-hmm. So that 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 have been different, but it was kind of like I, mean, I don't know. I think we watched for long enough to where it's kind of like we see some stuff. And it's like man. Why did they pick that person? And they, they end up balling out. And so, I, yeah, it's I it's, not a, it's not a head scratcher that you know he 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 shouldn't have been a first round draft pick. I'm I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not referring to that. Like I said, I think Ruggs is, is going to be great. He talked about somebody who can fly. He can flat out fly. Um, I just don't know that he will be the best receiver in this. Like he he has all the potential to be great. And still might not, and still might not be the best receiver in this draft class because of some of the other talent that that was there. And, and he might have been projected to go around eleven, but that was also because some people project uh, projected, um, you know, Judy and Lamb to go top ten. So uh, honestly, I don't. For me, it really wasn't that big of a gap between the top three receivers. Right. Right. I don't um. Know. And. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't that huge of a gap, um, and I really haven't evaluated the entire uh, receiving draft class to be like to this point. Um, we haven't got through all the reviews yet, but uh, like for those three, like it, it was 
And the lead up draft, we heard we heard he, he Rucks could have went first. Um, but like City Lamb was typically like the consist the consensus. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. It's so do you, do you do you feel that they they um they hit their next pick in the second round or in the first round out of the park, or did they reach there as well? They drafted Damon Damon Arnett, cornerback out of Ohio State. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, hey man, back, you know, back what I said. Back what I said the first time. Well, we just passed three years. We can't make things out of anything. And right. I think that's why I'm surprised. It's, it's like so when Raiders do something now, it's like mm, all right. And that's what I'm. And, that, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, like I said, is it that big of a stretch that Henry Rose was taking first? Maybe not. Do I think he was the best receiver in the draft? I personally don't. Um, Damon, Ar- Damon Arnett, I, man, I don't know if Atlanta taking A.J. Terrell at 16 made them think that all the other cornerbacks were also taken. And that's why they drafted right. Damon Arnett as, 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 as early as he went. Um, but who knows? Um, like I said, Maybe they went deeper into the tape, tape than I did, and felt you know he's better than a, a you know a Christian Fulton, a Jeff Gladney, um, you know a, 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 a Trayvon Diggs. So t- time will tell. But yeah, my there are some organizations who who pick well throughout the draft, who pick well just like on the first round, who pick well in the third round. To me, the Raiders pick well in every round, but the first round. <laughs> um, like honestly, it is. I mean, even go back to last year, I think I went for Farrell really high. Glenn Farrell was really good, but they could have traded down and still got him. Um, so, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I, they, 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 I, they struggle in the first round since, since Gruden is taking over. Um, but to to these other pieces, um, like, I mean, they, they brought in Demarius Randall, who I've always liked. Now, he can't always play 16 games. But I like them. And then they, they get Jonathan Abrams back, uh, their first pick last year, who, yeah. who didn't play, who uh, – um, you, you just don't want to get hit by him. Yeah. Um, and, and, then Tra- yeah. Trayvon, and Trayvon Mullen, um, the corner out of Clemson, who they took last year, really stepped and played well. Uh, and and they, they went out and got Prince of Mugamera, who is – who plays a lot better than I always expected him to play. Uh, I'm just wondering if they can finally tie this old line together with um, uh, who they uh, last Cole Miller. They brought in Trent Brown, then Gabe Jackson was on the, was on the trade. Brock isn't. Then you had uh, what's that name? I forgot it. I just Richie Incognito at guard. They brought in yeah last uh, year. Yeah, but it's like all, like they, they got they got potential in that old line. I um, mean, it could be really good. It's just I mean, and they ran the ball last year. Josh, they could. And that's what I was going to say. You know, we talked about them. You talked about them not picking well in the first round. I do want to give them credit for the Josh Jacobs pick because um, I think a lot of people wasn't really sure about him coming into the NFL, um, especially being the first round draft pick. But I mean, he 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 had a very very good good rookie uh, season. And maybe Henry Ruggs is the same thing. I mean, kind of comparable, you know. Josh Jacobs didn't didn't have a lot of work in college. Like he didn't have a lot of tread on his tires. Henry Ruggs didn't have a lot. Um, so it, it could be like uh like Darius Slayton. Like there was not a lot of tape on Darius Slayton. And cause they didn't throw the ball a lot to him because he had a quarterback who couldn't give him the ball and they ran the ball a lot. And then he came to the league and he started playing really well because he was always good. It's just they didn't throw him the ball. So it could be something like that. So they, you know, they in a, in a third round, um, they, they take t- two more guys who are kind of receivers. Um, one's kind of a running back slash receiver in, in, a, in you know, uh, Lynn Bowden out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. What kind of role do you think he plays? Um, and then, you know, they also, they also take Brian Edwards' uh, receiver out of South Car- Carolina um, um, as well. So it's just – it was interesting, you know, for them to to me to, to to grab both of those two receivers when you already signed Nelson Aguilar, um, and I'm not sure what position Lynn Bowden plays for them um, coming up. So that's just what I'm interested in. Yeah, he, he's listed at depth chart as a running back, 
And you know, Josh, Josh Jacobs can catch the ball at the backfield, but might he might be like a spell back, someone who else can catch the ball or like split out wide. They may even go like more five wide sets and, and put a running back out there, or like um sometimes they'll start like you might start with a running back out out wide and then most of them into mm-hmm. the backfield. So maybe some things like that. Um Brian Edwards, yeah, that dude a baller, man. I like yeah. him. Yeah, like, he, he, didn't, he, he didn't have yeah, he didn't have much much help down there at South Carolina, but um I like that one. Just and you know, um, you highlighted Rob Marinelli. I think he could probably get the most out of that that D line. You know, Mason Crosby played well last year. Cleveland Trail didn't step up like we thought he would, but I think he probably can get more out of him this year. Yeah, um, Rob Marinelli is a very good defensive line coach. I mean, he's you know one of the best in the biz. He's been he's been around forever. Um, I didn't care for him as a, as a coordinator, but you know sometimes people are better. Um, uh-huh. at at different roles. Sometimes their true calling is to be just a position guy or or a coordinator, not a head coach. And and I really feel like you get the bet you get the most out of Marinelli when he he's focusing strictly on the defensive line. Oh yeah, and let's not forget about uh, Maurice Hurst on that defense yes. too. Do yeah. not forget about Maurice Hurst. Yeah, I I I really like him coming out. Of course, I know you did. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really like I would like to see more more out of him. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Super Bowl champs. Um, they were Super Bowl champs. What did they need to do? <laughs> like, well, that, they, they do have a glaring weakness. They just have a really good handicap on the other side of the ball. <laughs> so, so, I mean, because you, you can run the ball on the Chiefs. We saw that yeah. every single game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, their D-line is good. Their linebacking core is very suspect. They got Honey Badger in the second day, but everybody else is very, very suspect. But when you got a quarterback who can throw 100 yards in one throw, I mean, and a, yeah. and, a, and receivers who could who could take it to the house and he played. I mean, like I said, I mean, obviously they're they're still the team to beat in the NFL. Um, you know, they came into this offseason with very little cap space, maybe negative cap space, um, coming into the into the offseason. And I think they had like hundred I think they had like a hundred dollars. That's yeah, exactly. I knew, it was, I knew it was something like that. I think I, I think myself and the Chiefs had, you know, something similar in the bank account. <laughs> and but if there's ever gonna be a, a an offseason where your team goes into into it with you know, barely enough money to get a value meal from McDonald's. At least it's at least it's the year where they win the Super Bowl. And you know, shout uh-huh. out to shout out to your guy, um, Andy Reid on 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 getting a Super Bowl. Um, under his um you know, I want to shout out you know Eric Bieniemy and Pat Mahomes. Uh, Eric Bieniemy obviously should be someone who should be a head coach right now. Um, at least had that opportunity. Um, but you know, his time his time will come, and and uh-huh. hopefully sooner rather than later. But um, like I said, it, it, the Super Bowl team, they were able to, you know, to, to, to re-sign Sammy Watkins. You, you already, obviously, you already have a three kill. You, I mean, we don't have to really go through all of their talent on the outside, but one of their, their biggest weaknesses, obviously, was kind of the, a consistent run game and, and a running back that they can kind of always count on. And for them in the end of the first round to, to, to draft Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, was – like I said, I, I, I didn't know who they were going to draft that running back in this draft, but I figured if they got one of the top three guys, three, four guys, even if, you know, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Teller, um, uh, other other names slips me right now, but, you know, if they got any one of those top four guys, it, it was going to get get scary. And Clyde Edwards-Flair is, is someone who's, who can catch out of the backfield and and can also, like I said, run, run, run right up the middle. So he's going to bring a lot of versatility to that offense. Um, and to now be able to maybe counter a run game um, off, you know, as well when you already have that passing attack that they have, man. Yeah, I remember watching um, SEC Championship. <laughs> and I was texting my, my old roommate from college. And I said, yo, this dude reminds me of Maurice Jones Drew. He was like, nah. I said, man, I'm telling you, I watched a lot of Maurice Jones during college because that's when I was really learning how to play running back in high school. And it was a lot of tape on Maurice Jones Drew, him and Reggie Bush. But 
of course, I couldn't replicate Reggie Bush. So I'm, I'm more so focused <laughs> with uh, Maurice Jones Drew. And I was like, yo, this is Maurice Jones Drew. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, nah, man, maybe. And then Maurice Jones Drew, you know, yeah. and then, and then, but then they got to the draft and they started comparing. It was like, yeah, Maurice Jones Drew. I'm like, that's exactly who he reminds me of. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know the other picks, <laughs> to be honest with you. But this one was kind of like, it was knock out the park because just, they just won a Super Bowl. I was like, all right, what are they going to pick? And then they make their offense more potent. Um, I was surprised they didn't go like, uh, you know, with like a linebacker or, or like, um, anybody on defense, honestly. I mean, they, they picked up uh, somebody in the, in, the second, in the second round, like a linebacker. Um, but. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Willie Gay out of Mississippi State. Um, like I said, yeah. you know, which, which, you know, he's a solid linebacker um, um, in the SEC. Uh, you said and they have a couple other picks, but nothing to really kind of. There are there are players who are gonna who are gonna be able to take their time to to develop. Um, so like we'll see. Uh, you know, they they signed Lavert Hill, cornerback, uh, undrafted free agent out of out of Michigan and. Now I hope he he's you know I think that's a good spot for him because like you talked about they really don't have much in their secondary especially at cornerback um, you know they have they have Tyron Matthew I also like Juan Th- Juan Thorhill um, as well yeah, yeah, I think he had a good mm-hmm. campaign but unfortunately he he got hurt uh, right before I think the end of the season um, so you know they'll be able to get him back healthy so like I said it, it's going to be interesting it's like it's we know what they're capable of. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know the other name that um, that 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 Clyde Edwards Hiller reminds me of a little bit as well as Mark Ingram. Okay, yeah. So, but but yeah, I mean, they didn't need to do much. Um, they didn't. They brought a lot of their pieces. They brought a lot of their pieces back. Um, so they're still they're still very much the team to beat, and and not not just the AFC West. The AFC and the NFL until until further notice. Yeah, I, I think their biggest focus over next year is getting cap space because they got two players who they have to pay, one of which is far more important than the other one. But with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones, this is Chris Jones last year, which so I was kind of surprised that they didn't like draft a, a defensive lineman because um, Chris Jones is that that's a mammoth human being right there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they, they got they got two big contracts coming up that um, one you can replace, the other one you can't. So yeah. uh, to to have a hundred dollars in your bank account <laughs> when you're building a franchise or trying to win multiple Super Bowls, because you know it took Andy Reid a very long time to get this one, and so uh, he gonna want more. Yeah, um, and like you said, I mean, because I think what. Because Chris Jones signed the one-year deal, right? This he signed year. the franchise tag, yeah. He signed the signed the tag, so yeah, they they got they got to figure it. They definitely have to figure out um, what they're gonna do there. And yeah, but I, mean, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw it too, because I just got the notification that he said he's gonna he's gonna skip on um, the offseason. Oh, okay. So I I, I did not. Um, mm-hmm. It just came to like five minutes ago. Yeah. Man, listen, Pat Mahomes' contract is is, is going to be um, record breaking for NFL. Um, I, I think I think everyone's expecting something with a four in front of of the average salary. So whatever he gets, well deserved. Uh, but they had to figure out how to make room to to be able to absorb that and also keep all that talent we talked about on that offense around him. Yeah, they're going to – well, they're probably going to – honestly, they're probably going to blow it up after this year. They'll blow it up. Um, uh, they, yeah, they, they brought, they brought Sammy, Sammy back. Was Sammy, was Sammy a one-year deal? Uh, honestly, he, he wasn't – like, they restructured his contract. Like, he, like his, his contract wasn't up. Like, he took a pay cut to come back. Because mm, there was okay. rumors of him being on, on a trade block. Um, but right. he, he took he took a pay cut. And so, uh, yeah, so Sammy got a big contract. Tyron Matthews got a big contract. Chris Jones on the franchise center. Uh, D Ford got a big contract last year. Um, the D Ford, I think. No, not D Ford. Um, what's, what's the boy? Uh, Frank Clark. If Frank Clark got a big contract on their team. Then, and of course, you can't dismantle the offensive line. But um, so it, it's gonna be really interesting to see how, see how they fit under the cap. Yeah, like I said, I mean, you can see. I was like, like you mentioned, maybe a Sammy Watkins contract being being expendable, and them trying to bring in. 
a younger receiver there to replace him. Um, I mean, they, they they still got Miko Hartman. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, definitely. Mm-hmm. But you have all that. You have all of it right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. But <laughs> I mean, but honestly, Sammy Watkins he showed like what two games last year, and then he showed up in the playoffs. Yeah, and that was big. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely big. Mm-hmm. But like I said, he showed up in some key in, in some key moments. But um, with Mahomes there, obviously that's a quarterback that that you expect to be able to get a lot of guys to be able to plug in, especially if you're going to, if you already have a Tariq Hill and a Travis Kelsey to just kind of go alongside of that. Like, like you mentioned, you have Miko Harmon still on his rookie deal. So if you have to let a Sammy Watkins go and, and, and try to find a replacement for that, that's a little cheaper. That That's, that's definitely the, the route that you take. Um, and on the defensive side, I mean, right now they're kind of playing, you know, we're going to score points and we're going to outscore you. So, you know, yeah, that, maybe that Chris that, Jones' that, position becomes a, you know, we'll we'll spread that money out on our defense to, to, to try to upgrade a few spots, but not really replace uh, a Chris Jones. Yeah. Um, and then and then wait to get that um, uh, that comp, you know, you know that comp pick for the for the following year to to, to really see how they're going to do. But at least this year, maybe to try to go 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 after it all, while you still have um, uh, Mahomes on his rookie deal. His last year, see see if you can double up, and then and then worry about the rest later. All right, man. Uh, who won the off season? Man, who won the off season? Um, man, I think. Man, it. I gotta go Broncos. Hmm. I gotta go Broncos. I I just really like their draft. Uh, I just I just like what they did to complement what they already have, and 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 to try to compete as best as possible within a division. So that's that's my winner. I'm as bad as I want to agree with you. I'm gonna have to say the Chiefs because Chiefs. they didn't lose anybody, and they got they got better. <laughs> you want a Super Bowl, you don't lose anybody, and you get better. It's kind of hard to argue with that. Yeah, I, I can't argue. I don't. I don't. <laughs> they improve, but do they improve the most? And that's just why I give my my edge to. Ah, got you. Yeah, oh, there was a, it was a drastic improvement with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, they they didn't have they didn't really have much further up to go. You know, they kind of stayed at their mm. their same. Position they, they they did still get better as you mentioned, um, but the the Broncos now are in a spot like I said if if Drew Locke can can continue to improve uh, that that's gonna that could potentially be a scary offense um, uh, to watch. And I'm gonna make this, this last because I'm not even gonna ask you who you think wins the division. Yes. Um, There's no point asking that. Um, one thing I do want to notice out of all these teams that. No one went corner in the draft. I just trying to keep up with the Chiefs. No one went corner. Um, we talked oh, about. The, sorry, we, we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to pass the Raiders did. Yeah, but but that's not a team we expect to keep up with the Chiefs anyway. So nah. <laughs> um, we we talked obviously the the Chargers were able to bring in Charles Charles Harris or I'm, I'm sorry, sorry uh, uh, Chris Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of to kind of bolster that, and you get a Derwin James back healthy, so I think that's where they are, and, and they're also kind of in that rebuild kind of phase. Um, and then Denver, um, you know, they lose Chris Harris, they replace him with AJ Boye. They don't add anything else. They don't add anything else. But wait, sorry, I, I'm, I'm laughing because I was watching. Um... I was watching uh, Jalen Ramsey and uh, Trey White talking back and forth, and he said he called AJ Boutier Boutier. What's wrong with him, man? <laughs> but yeah, so they, they they add him, and 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 they don't get the corners. But you know, my like you said, now to keep kind of mentioning, I think a lot of teams feel if you're not going to beat the Chiefs by stopping the Chiefs, because you can't stop the Chiefs for six for for 60 minutes like there's yeah. there's, there, there's no like you're not going to be able to you even see in the Super Bowl they had a a, a a a a bad first half you know halfway into the third quarter 
and then next thing you know, it's you know, switch flipped and and it's points after points after points, and just like that, they got the lead and now Super Bowl win. So you have to be able to 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 score to 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 battle them. So that's why I think the Broncos went heavy offensive weapons to be able to go score for score with the Chiefs. Yeah. I, I wonder how long it takes that receiving core to gel. That, 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 that's a lot of new pieces over the past two years. Um, so I'm, with the new offensive coordinator, so I'm interested to see how, they, how long it takes them to gel. Because I mean, they definitely complement one another. But You know what, but, but I, think, I think that helps out Drew Locke a lot because oh, yeah. a lot of times in your sophomore year, once, once teams now get tape on you and things like that, they can sit here and say, okay, I know, I know, I know your favorite routes to run or, 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 or to throw to, and I know what you like to do and, and, and what receiver you like, to, you, like, you like to count on. With them kind of revamping that whole offense, you might know a little bit about Drew Locke, but you really don't know much about what they're going to do with, uh, you know, with Judy or, or how they're going to use Hamler and how they're going to use Albert O. And you have a new offensive coordinator, so now it's a whole new offense anyway. So uh-huh. it kind of gives him the if, – if, if he can mesh with the offensive coordinator, which is tough. You don't always want to have to learn a new offense. But if, if him and the offensive coordinator can mesh and, and, and those pieces can come in and, and contribute right away, that can also help him in his development, not have that kind of sophomore slump or, or, or things of that nature. Um, and, and it kind of keep teams – you know, guessing a little bit for him. Hey, this last thing I'm going to say, but as far as, like, watching highlights of Jerry Judy, my highlights is what he does before he gets the ball. I don't care what he does after he gets the ball. <laughs> before he gets the ball, those are the best highlights for me. <laughs> Yo, this route run is nasty. Route run is crazy. The separation, I mean, you're going you're gonna to see a lot of Jerry Judy, um, you know, route breakdown film, like you see now, um, you know, from your Devontae Adams and and, and your Amari Coopers, um, your, your top route runners in the NFL. Yeah. All right, man. So, I guess I guess we're gonna win the division. You know, we're gonna win the division. Um, I'll I'll say you know I think the Broncos can be serious playoff um contenders this year. Absolutely. Um, but the AFC West still goes through KC. Um, and I mean that's really what I got on the AFC West. Uh, next division will break down. Will be the NFC West. Um. But, but yeah, it's been good. It's been good chopping it up with you, man. Always good, man. Catch y'all next time. Peace.